So I don't know if you want me to say the thing I was thinking of or not. For yourself or for yeah. me? For, for yourself. myself. I might do Me too. Well, do it. I could rap the whole song to Forgot About Dre. <laughs> Dr. Dre. And I think that's pretty surprising to people. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Lisa. And this is There Are No Tangents. Feels like I've seen this all in a dream. What's the purpose of a human being? Never mind me. I'm just lost in my thoughts. What's the topic? Ain't no topic. Keep it going. No, no, stop it. Don't get the picture. Then we grab it. With no emotion. What's the lie? Not on the surface beyond that Pull back the curtains, I'm on that Once we take it there, ain't no going back Don't be losing the topic, man We gotta stay on track, yeah You so crazy, yeah, I know it Tell me a story Like a poet, yeah, like a poet We getting lost in our thoughts Welcome to the show Emma and Lisa, they already on a roll Are you ready? Got it Holla Yo, yo, yo <laughs> hey what's up did you notice I'm trying to look a little bit more professional today yeah I'm super jealous of your mic mine's supposed to come today yeah yeah I can't wait to test it out real pros here yeah and then we'll both be fancy (laughs) yes something like that (laughs) I'm wearing a t-shirt today super fancy what does your t-shirt say it says I went to see Say Anything and all I got was their lousy singer. Shout out Max Bemis. Oh yeah. That's the one you really. Yeah. Enjoy. He's, he's now doing something that's not Say Anything, but that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an advocate. Good. I like it. Well, yeah. You have on your cool t-shirt and I'm actually wearing real pants today. Not real to pants. Buy. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed um, to random <laughs> gym shorts and like, <laughs> I feel like this is a step up. That is a step up. You are the fancy one. Microphone aside. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I'm trying, you know, but there's going to be plenty of t-shirts and, <laughs> and leggings in my future. Maybe pajamas. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We get, yes. Pajama day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would look exactly like what I'm wearing right now. So. Yeah. Yes, it would. Anything else on top of your mind? I had something that came up for me and yeah. we can see where this goes okay. this and kind of see if it tangents off or see if we scrap it. But, um, but is there anything else on your mind before we No, I am eager to hear what you have on your mind. Well, it's well, it's just a silly little thing. And, you know, sometimes we're going to be a little bit silly and sometimes we're going to be a little more serious. I was thinking about things that sometimes surprise people about me. And so I was curious if there was anything that surprised people about you or you things that you're like, Oh, I'm into this. I've done this. I've whatever. And I bet that would be surprising to people. So I don't know if you want me to say the thing I was thinking of or not for yourself or for me, for For myself, I might need to. Well, I could rap the whole song to Forgot About Dre. 
<laughs> Dr. Dre. And I think that's pretty surprising to people. Now, if it's, you join our Patreon and pay us money, this is when you get to see. No, I'm I'm kidding. We kept saying jokes about Patreon. Maybe eventually we'll get one. But yeah, I think that might be surprising, as well as the fact that I really love karaoke. It, it ties in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, do these things surprise me about you? Oh, this is interesting because my, my answer, I think is no, they don't really surprise me, but I also know you. And yeah. so was it for that reason? Because I know you that it doesn't surprise me. Or also I feel like a little numb sometimes to like, like being surprised about things that I learn about people. Um, certain things can certainly be unexpected though. Like I, I see your point. I can appreciate why you would say that those things would surprise other people about you. Yes. And that's a good point because I don't think it would surprise like my closest friends. It's not going to surprise my closest friends, but yeah. Oh, here, here's something else about that. Like, is it kind of context dependent? Like I was just thinking, okay, so would it surprise people to learn that I have tattoos? Um, probably not people who know me really well, but let's say friends from when I was like 15, would they be surprised to know that I now have tattoos? Oh, right. You know what I mean? Have you gone through like a bit of a metamorphosis since then? Well, we I all would, have. That's a silly question, but yeah. you know what I mean? Or is it perceived in you that you are like, oh, wow, I feel so different? Or did you always kind of feel the, that way, but you just don't think that the people, like the context you were in, yeah, that's would have surprised? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a really good question because I'm not sure because mm-hmm. I can think I can remember back to when I was young, you know, usually when I would see someone with tattoos, it was like an older man who had been in the military. Uh And so he had like a tattoo from being in the Marines or something. Thinking back to childhood, I think of old men from their military (laughs) days, you know, having tattoos. So that's not necessarily like, I didn't think they were cool or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I don't think I knew a lot of people who had tattoos, but when I, it was probably when I got into my twenties, maybe, that I was like, oh, tattoos can be really cool to get back to the question. However, I think I, it was just unfamiliar. Maybe I would have thought they were cool sooner or been interested in tattoos sooner. Had I known people that I liked, you know, who were younger or whatever, who had them. I'm just not sure. Plus also like I have a very specific context for growing up in a Christian school environment where we were very sheltered and, you know, people just didn't do things like that. We certainly never had like teachers with tattoos or anything. And I think a lot of my friends probably didn't know a lot of people with tattoos. So I don't know. That feels really superficial. That's what comes to mind. Mine's pretty superficial too. So it was just like a silly, and as far as like the tattoos, that's something I've actually thought about for myself a whole lot, because if you would have asked me even five years ago, could you ever, and I don't have any tattoos for the record, but if you would have asked me five years ago, could you see yourself 
like getting a tattoo, I would have said no. It's just, it's just not some, not because I'm, not because I don't like them, not because I'm like ew or anything like that. I'm just kind of like no, I don't, I don't want to. Like I don't feel like it. I don't feel the need. What would I put? Like I don't, you know, hadn't been inspired to like put anything permanently on my body. But now, like even just in the last, I say year, I've mm. kind of hmm, like it's something I would be open to. It's something if if I felt like an inspiration strike or anything, I would definitely give it some consideration because I've seen more and more than I would like. And I kind of have an idea of what I would want it to look like, not mm-hmm. in terms of like the actual design, but the style, like maybe the location. Oh, do you want to say more or do you want to leave that <laughs> as a surprise? We can leave it. We can leave it as a surprise. <laughs> you can um, continue on. Is there something else? Because you said that you feel like that's superficial. Are there things that are surprising about us in all contexts or is it heavily based on context? What is that all about? Like your perception of, of another person. So when you know someone, is it kind of normal that like not a lot would surprise you if you found out? Right. You know what I mean? Knowing all the lyrics, like, because I know you, that doesn't surprise me. Uh Uh-huh. However, if I had just met you for like a few minutes and then met you again and found that out, I might be like, oh, that's, that's not how I would have imagined her to be. You know, I wouldn't have imagined her liking that or being able to rap or being interested in rap or whatever. That's really interesting. So how... Why is that? Like, why would that have surprised you? I think because you have that sort of natural reservation. Yeah. It might've surprised me at that point. I'm not sure if it would have surprised me to the point that I would have consciously thought like, oh, wow, I never would have guessed that. Right. But it may have, yeah, it may have been unexpected. Hmm. When you first met me then, it was like, what? um, Probably, I'm like cringing right now. Like it's okay, but I why? Wanna, I don't. I'm There's like nothing to cringe about. No, no. I think. I mean, so I definitely had a favorable impression of you, but I think there there was probably an element of professionalism. Doesn't seem quite the right word, but still, um, a little bit of a natural distance of like I don't know you, and I'm not the type of person who immediately like makes you feel like we've known each other forever. That's not a bad thing. It's just, there's a little bit of a divide almost a little bit of a reservation because you're, you're you're warm Uh and open and inviting, but not, but you don't have that super bouncy just gonna hug you even though we've never met before and like immediately divulging all of your deepest secrets and like it Mm -hmm. you take a little time to start like going deeper you know what I mean yeah see that is really interesting because I'm thinking of an example from that where I would agree with you in general that probably is fair to say about me However, when you said the thing about like immediately, like give you a hug, whatever. Well, when I had met up with Shauna for coffee, I walked in and I saw her waiting in line and I kind of didn't know what to do. And so I just gave her a hug and then I was like, is that okay? You know, and I, you know, I still questioned it, but I 
just kind of did. And I don't know her like at all. Yeah. So, um, okay. so that doesn't surprise me, but do you think it was awkward that you did that? Did it feel I, awkward to you? It didn't feel unnatural to me. It was just why I did it. It was the after like, oh, was that okay? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe she doesn't like hugs because some people don't like that. And so it was a little bit like, I said, oh, I hope you didn't mind. You know, I kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's that distinction. You had a moment afterward of like, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And there are certain people who would never think twice about it. That's just how they are. Yeah. And they're going to overwhelm you with their big personality. Yeah. And that's not how you are. Yeah. You oh, yeah. have a lot of personality. It's like, it's really hard to make these distinctions. Yeah. <laughs> because you do have personality, but you're not it's not overwhelming. Again, there's a sort of a reservation. Yeah. I, I feel like I could probably say the same thing about you, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't describe it exactly that way. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say there's like a wall or a reservation or whatever, but more just like, I wouldn't want to come on too strong. You might want more of a gentle, Mm -hmm also a getting to know you, you know, that kind of a thing, but just yeah, not, like a little bit, like, I don't know if I would say shy, maybe that's not the right word, but something like, but not now I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, okay. So the word guarded comes up for me, not in relation to you, because I don't think you seem guarded. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Mm-hmm. it. It's just more of a tentativeness almost. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Funny. I can definitely be that way at times. And I feel like there were certain people I am and certain people I'm not. But I'm saying that based on the fact that I know different people at different levels of intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, but upon very initial meeting, probably a little bit tentative. Yeah. Yeah. It seem as, well, I don't know that I could say tentative, maybe just kind of a little more quiet, like, like very kind, very warm. I think I tend to sort of wait for the other person. I think I, does that, does that seem right to you? I think I like to see, to see what I can get from the other person and then adjust accordingly. I think we both see that as attachment types. Yeah. And because like, I need to sort of make an assessment to understand maybe what the other person's expectations are. And if I want to meet, exceed, or fall well below their expectations, (laughs) depending on how much I like them. Because first impressions are very, like, very strong for me. And if I have an immediate no, Mm -hmm. then I don't care. Uh And I'm not going to really give them anything. The whole idea of reading and assessing the situation and then deciding how do I need to show up? How do I need to adjust? And yeah, I do that for sure because Mm -hmm. I do kind of like to try to, it's almost like not like exactly match because there's only, so I can't go too far out of like my normal state, but it's almost like I want to match energy. Yes. So if somebody is 
quite bold and whatever loud I'll show up more that way yes but not over the top not I don't think to the point where people would look at it and think Emma you're not acting like yourself it would still be me but Mm -hmm. it would be a turned up version versus if somebody is a little more like they're not very talkative they're not very and they're really really shy I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm going to overwhelm this person. So I need to kind of turn it down a little bit. You know, if somebody is immediately going to just like be super open and share all their stuff with me. And I'm like, okay, I can share a little bit back. I'll do that too. You know? So it Mm -hmm. is a matching almost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I don't think it's conscious. Like I'm not consciously thinking and I'm sure this is the same for you. Yeah. It's not consciously like, okay, I'm just going to take a step back here and I'm going to wait and see what happens. That's Mm -hmm. just how it flows, you know? And I think that is that sort of reservation. Like what, what am I going to get from this person Mm -hmm. so that I can determine what I'm going to give back. And like even the bold personality, like some there are some people with really kind of bold, loud personalities that I really like. Like, I love that. And like you said, I can kind of respond in kind. There are certain bold personalities that I'm very put off by. So I don't think it's the boldness per se. I think there's, it's more complicated than that. But that's sort of interesting to think about, like the energetic match and how that, how that kind of plays out. I think- a lot of us, I mean, we're humans and we're social creatures. So I think we're going to do that to a degree, but I see that playing out more with certain people than others. Like I can recognize other people doing that too. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people are a little more, they're not going to wiggle as much. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be a little bit more consistent in how mm-hmm. they show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A very fixed sort of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what. And I think that's just an, the energetic match could go mm-hmm. a lot of places, I think, because I'm also thinking of, you know, people who are very quiet, like, even though I can be quite quiet and reserved, if I'm comfortable with yeah. the person or people I'm around, I'm not particularly quiet or reserved, but if another mm-hmm. person is that way, and it's just like one-on-one, I can't carry that energy by myself. I have to have the give and take of a dialogue. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I that feels that's very energy zapping and very energy draining, which mm-hmm. is why I've been confused about where I am if we're talking big five on the introversion extroversion. I've always identified, even when I took Myers Briggs thing, I've always identified as introverted, but I do know it's more on a spectrum. Yeah. So it's not like I'm completely introverted. And a lot of people, as I've shared that with them, they're like, you are, I don't think so. You were. And so I think what gets difficult is there's so much information out there in terms of, well, what do we mean by introversion? And what do we, how do we define this and all this kind of stuff? Because again, I feel like it is very context dependent Mm -hmm. and that's not just based on the other, it's based on the other person and my comfort level with them. It's also based on how I'm feeling that day. Did I get enough sleep? Have I had a lot of stress going on? Like what's my baseline basically Mm -hmm. coming into this interaction? Yeah. But 
without having to factor in all of those different variables, I think for me, it really does feel like there are certain people that I'm like, even if I really like them, I know I'm going to walk away feeling more zapped Mm -hmm. of energy versus other interactions with people. It can feel very, it can fuel me and give me energy. So that's, what's been confusing in my dilemma with, am I extroverted or introverted, which I still stand toward the introversion side, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've thought about that a lot too, because there are definitely situations in which I really get energy from exchanges with other people, but I'm very happy being alone, completely alone. So it's hard and it it is very context dependent. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I had to choose, if it were a situation where I had to choose, do you, would you rather never be around other people or always be around other people? I'd have to pick probably never be around other people of the two. Gosh, that is really hard for me. I've never thought about it in terms of like, never. I mean, I'm not saying that would be desirable, that I would literally never want to be around other people because that's not true. And I do crave, I really crave sometimes social interactions, Mm -hmm. especially out in public spaces. We've talked about this where I can be around strangers, but you never know like what random conversation you might strike up with somebody. Like I really crave that sort of outlet. Yeah. But yeah, if it were always, always, always be around other people and not, I'd have to choose not. Golly. See, thinking about it in absolutes is really that's tricky for me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to think on that more. This is another question we can ask. Well, yeah, exactly. you, if you had to choose and you had to choose either always have someone around or never have anyone around for me, yeah. because I feel it's like an impossible decision. Generally speaking, it does. Um, because I agree with like, my immediate like gut was like, oh yeah, I'd have to put pick never be around people. But then I was like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, no. You I would, would feel disconnected. I would you feel dis- would not like it. No, I but I don't want to be around people all the time either. Yeah. Like that sounds like torture. So that's why it's really hard. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would not thrive in either of those situations. Yeah. I don't well, think anybody would, but. No, of course not. Of course not that question of, so, you know, like I remember reading, um, especially in the, the pandemic, people have a hard time, generally speaking, being quiet, just being quiet with themselves because they'll tend to start thinking about all of these like negative things or whatever. I'm like, no, I thrive. Let me just sit mm-hmm. and think. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how happy that makes me. Yeah. I don't go to like negativity. Mm -hmm. Maybe I like myself a little too much. I don't know. But (laughs) I don't know if there is such a thing. Is there well (laughs) narcissism? But I don't. (laughs) Oh, but what did we also learn about narcissism? It can also mean thinking that you're yeah, crappy compared to other people, not just better than. That's right. Yep. We're all narcissistic to some degree. Exactly. Another Um, spectrum. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's, gosh, yeah, the quiet thing is, uh, how do I learn? Okay, it's not something that I naturally gravitate toward, toward or crave. Mm, that's not true. I do crave it sometimes if I'm overstimulated. If, I'm, if I've gotten to the point I'm overstimulated, please just let me go stare at a wall. I want to be quiet. No one talk to me. In general, I think, am I going to intentionally be like, like I meditate, but I am like, all right, I'm going to go meditate now. But the result, and not just the result, when I'm actually there, it's fine. It's good. It's not always a great whatever, you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like I enlightenment, but I'm like, I can feel that I'm, I'm okay to be there. Mm-hmm. Except for some days I'm not because some days I'm like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. But I think, but what I was going to say was, I do feel like over time. So when I say the result, I don't mean like the result of, oh, wow, now I feel better after this one thing. I just mean, I get a little more comfortable being with just mm-hmm. myself and being quiet mm-hmm. as a result of practicing doing right. that. But there, I will say there's a difference, at least for me, um, there's a meditative sort of in the present moment and staying only in the present moment. I have a very hard time with that. So I will get lost in my thoughts a lot. And that's kind of, that's where I'm really comfortable. I will just have an inner monologue all day long. Well, that's true. Yeah. If no one is talking to me, I don't need to watch TV. I don't need to listen to a podcast. I don't need any sound. Mm-hmm. And I will be so happy just mm-hmm. conversing yeah. with myself. Yeah, I I can do that on occasion and find that enjoyable. But I would say in terms of like the pandemic thing that you were referencing and trying to be quiet, I'm like, I always it got me in such a habit I have airpods in a lot and it's because as I'm doing different things whether it's like if I'm boxing or if I'm listening to a podcast it it just makes it a little bit so there is a lot of like input coming Mm -hmm. in but that input it allows me to kind of get into my thoughts and Mm -hmm. um but it can also be a distraction so it's like I have it takes a lot of intentionality for me to be like, my phone is going over there for a while mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do whatever else I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, out. right. I spend a lot of time with my computer. I will say that mm-hmm. doing, you know, what I do, which is mostly digital, but not necessarily with sound. Mm-hmm. I don't through the course of the day mm-hmm. have a lot of sound. So it's not just the inner monologue. It's like whatever visual, like mental images I have, like little movies almost kind of playing all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm entertaining myself literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I don't have that as much. I definitely, I like to stimulate my brain but it's usually with like podcasts mostly Mm -hmm. or even I don't know music though I will say it's a little different for me um because yes I'm still 
hearing sounds from the outside and stuff like that. But a lot of times music helps me get into my body. Yeah. It helps me like feel things, you know, and yes. in my heart too. And that was a part of like, even the practices that we did for that somatic training is to just kind of freeform move um, how your body was being led without overthinking things yes. with mu- to music. And yeah. it was really powerful. So yeah, we did some of that. Um, that's interesting. We did some of that in my coach training. Um, we were focusing on the chakras, but certain yeah. sounds activate different chakras, yeah. um, as well as colors. And, but we would move, yeah, we had movement and, and sounds relating to the different chakras. That was really good. That was actually, I kind of forgotten about that. It was a far more powerful experience than I expected. Okay. I don't know if other people would find this particularly surprising about me or if I just kind of surprise myself when I'm reflecting on these things, but just probably how contradictory I feel in a lot of different ways, just in terms of things that I like, for example. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't know if that would be surprising to other people. I like to go to shows with mosh pits. My oh. husband for, forbids me from participating. Because we've already discussed that you're a wee little one. I am very small and I could be crushed. And so that's fine. Sure. It's a good Thank rule that he has. Yeah. He will participate or he used to. I don't know if he still would. That's a good question, actually. Mm-hmm. But look, I think that is a super fun environment. But also, I have had Prada shoes in my life. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. And that so it's not, the point isn't having the Prada shoes, but it's like, and like, do you know? It's like, it's yes, a strange position. Exactly. But also like none of my stuff matches, but aesthetics are very important to me, but it's like a certain aesthetic. So like, what's the common thread? I have no idea. You know, it's like, well, as with most humans, like it's like paradox. Oh, sure. All like a a bundle of contradictions. Um, Yeah. So that's really, really interesting. And I feel like once again, I picked really superficial things, but there are also things that other people could easily recognize without knowing you necessarily. I'm trying to think of something that is surprising to me about you. Okay. I was, I know I was trying to think of that earlier. Well, here's the thing. I always, I feel like I find out little things about you because you kind of like to keep secrets from people <laughs> and from yourself. <laughs> yes. For myself above all. I like to keep myself guessing. Yes, exactly. But I don't really know. Like, I feel like anything, I don't know. I'm going to have to keep thinking about what's surprising, but there's so much I don't know about you. Like I didn't know about the Prada shoes, for instance. So yeah. Which is just like a stupid, I mean, that's like silly, like, because mm-hmm. like, first of all, who cares? And it's not something that I would just like walk around. Oh, did you know that I once owned Prada shoes? Like, this is my claim to fame. I mean, you know, of course you didn't know about that. Right. Yeah. No 
kind of going back to the context, the context in which we other people might be surprised by something that isn't surprising to others. Mm -hmm. I was incredibly, incredibly shy Mm -hmm. growing up. I tried out for cheerleading for the first time. Um, I think in eighth grade, I think that was the earliest they would actually let you participate. So I remember the first day of cheerleading tryouts, my mom had to like pull over into a parking lot because I threw up. Because I was so nervous, which is interesting because I literally knew it was such a small school. I knew every single, everybody knew each other. Like even older kids would know younger kids and you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, that, I mean, that's how like, so shy and nervous Mm-hmm. I was until, until I got into high school, probably I became much less. So I wonder if it would be surprising to, you know, people who knew me back then that I am now like doing this podcast, for example, right. <laughs> and like being on a, you know, being on screen. That's something super, super. Well, talking about surprising ourselves and context and all that, I don't know how people know that people would have perceived perceived me as shy but maybe a little bit reserved I'm not totally sure but I know about myself that I was also absolutely terrified even in grad school like up to that point in my life terrified of speaking in front of groups Mm. giving presentations and then I went on to work with a company where I like gave presentations for a living for 11 years and it got like this much easier. I mean, it event, I got into a little bit of a flow, but I never felt fully comfortable. And then, yeah. And then now on podcasting. So it's just really funny, like would have never thought that this is something that I would have. Yeah. That's surprising to me. I don't know about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a really good example. And uh, which, you know, makes me think back to how I was a teacher for two years, Um, high school students, I was like 23. And they were 16, 17. And I was so terrified. And the first day I remember the first day of school for that first year being so hard. I had no idea what I was doing. And then it definitely got easier. But, you know, I don't like to have a lot of eyes on me. It makes me very uncomfortable, especially in the same room, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And so that was, you know, like 25 sets of eyes at one time. And I was just like, yeah, that was like, gosh, like being 16. And then you have this teacher who has no idea what she's doing. And she's small and she's barely older than you are. I mean, anyway, so yeah, that was really hard. And I don't know that that would have been surprising to other people. I wasn't a good teacher, but I can be proud of myself for doing it because it was so far out of my comfort zone. I bet you were a good teacher though. I mean, I'm sure your students would say that you were. I think many of them would say that they liked me. I'm not sure if they would say I was a good teacher, Hmm. if that makes sense. Hmm. So if any of you guys are watching, let me know. Yeah. Get some feedback, you know, comment below. <laughs> um, yeah. so, I know I, 
I wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. That was like my dream. I would always play teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. And then as I got into school, I was like, I can't do that. I don't want to do this. And then even when I was in college, I remember one of my favorite professors. He was one of my psychology professors, Dr. Vandenberg. Shout out to Dr. Vandenberg. And he was just the best. And he would you know, like when you would go to his office, it was like a little mini therapy session almost, but he would always kind of share and reflect back. And he was like, have you thought of being a professor? And when he said that, I was like, Ooh, but then I just, at that point in my life, I just didn't have a desire to go on and get a PhD. And I knew for the most part you needed to have one. Sometimes you could get by with a master's, but I, I just couldn't at that point, it wasn't in the cards for me, but it, it is funny. I have kind of gotten that I've had, you know, from growing up, having that desire to be a teacher and then getting that feedback and. Yeah. But you're, you are natural at explaining things, like explaining what you know. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place, you know, (laughs) you're surprised to yourself again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is so shocking. Um, no, I mean, I think there are certain things I am good at explaining and I like to do that, but sometimes I'll get done. I feel like it takes me too long. I'm, I'm pretty hard Mm. on myself about like my verbosity. Is that a word? (laughs) Yes. You are verbose. I don't know if I just made up verbosity, um, but <laughs> yeah, like I just know that I can be pretty long-winded and this is and one so, of our common traits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of our common traits. So get to the point. It's so hard to get to the point. Like <laughs> I feel like it's serving people so much better to equip them with all of the context. And yes. cause I'm like, I'm going to say this to you and then I'm already trying to go a step ahead of them and think, well, they're probably going to ask about this or want to know this, or that's maybe they're not going to understand. So it's like, I want to give all the little pieces so that it makes sense. Because you don't want to be misunderstood. Because I don't want to be misunderstood. Correct. Yep. Okay. So I just went, I was thinking of your, your initial, this is what would surprise other people about me. And I just can't stop (laughs) Thinking about ice, ice, baby, vanilla ice. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I remember being like 10 or whatever. And Uh like, I would write down lyrics to songs back then so I could learn them faster. Me too. I did that too. I did that with Bone Thugs and Harmony a lot. Totally. (laughs) Yep. First of the month. (laughs) I was a little older than though. I was like, probably like 14. Mm-hmm. Or 15. Yeah. Somewhere in there mm-hmm. for bone when they, yep. when they burst onto the scene. I don't know if that, I don't know if it actually transpired that way. I'm not sure if they burst onto the scene. If, okay. So here's a question. Go on, let's, let's just skip right back to karaoke. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? P.S. When, when, when my husband Scott and I talk about karaoke, he uses the verb karaoke. I mean, he's created this word for himself. Okay. Like, for example, I want to karaoke. <laughs> well, I might have just made up verbosity. <laughs> so I would have gone with loquaciousness, but that's just me. Oh, 
that's not, um, <laughs> that's not a part of my vocabulary. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> when, um, I actually, okay. So speaking of cheerleading, we would do cheerleading camp every summer and I think it was the first year that I went to cheerleading camp, like one of our stupid, like mm. icebreaker activities or whatever. I hate that shit. P.S. Was mm. like use an adjective that starts with the same letter as your first name. So anyway, I couldn't think of anything. And I was like, again, I mean, I was like in eighth grade or something. Loquacious Lisa. That's what I <laughs> And everybody's going. It will, and it doesn't sound cool. It doesn't sound fun. No. <laughs> Livid Lisa, now that has a ring of truth to it. Well, now that we know <laughs> you're an angry nine. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, what, sorry. I, what came up for me? No Scrubs by TLC. I've definitely done that. I've definitely done Forgot About Dre, as I mentioned. And I also like Salt and Pepper. Oh, yes. Um, Which one? So like Push It or? Probably Push It or Shoop. Yeah, yeah. There's there's others, but those are the top. What about you? I have only done karaoke one time and it was forced. And, mm. oh God, I have had, okay, just like a lot of random things happen in my life. Several of them happened when I lived in D.C. My karaoke experience was at work. Oh, I've had a work karaoke experience too. Continue on and then I can go to that. Yes. Breakfast, you say. It it was breakfast. It was like, I don't know exactly what it was called or if it's the title would be different now, but it was basically like Secretary's Day or something or Uh week. I don't know. It was like an appreciation week for all of the legal secretaries. And so um, I think the grand finale was this big breakfast in this massive conference room. And my boss made our office participate in karaoke in front of a group of legal secretaries. And it was a song I didn't know, like had literally never heard. I don't remember what it was. Can you imagine a more lame karaoke experience? That sounds horrifying were there mimosas involved no now our workplace did host like wine nights and stuff like that like up on the roof and things like that so they did cool stuff but Mm -hmm. this particular breakfast was alcohol free okay so you it was dry dry karaoke in the morning in front of secretaries the average age of which was probably 50 at least. Oh, this is painful. Mm-hmm. This is a painful story. So, so that scarred you a little bit, maybe. It, it did. Plus I'm a terrible singer, which wouldn't really deter me, but I'm not going to do it alone. Like I yeah. want to do it with other people. I like sis- yeah. Better with yes. other people. I do. Yes. Except it I forgot about Dre because get out of my way. Y'all don't know. Okay. Yeah. I get that. But yeah, it needs to be a group. So Ice Ice Baby would be on my list. If we stayed here all day, I would probably come up with a hundred songs. Yeah. But at the moment, Ice Ice Baby is pretty high up on the list. 
Thanks for hanging with us through today's tangents. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again soon, but meanwhile, you can follow along with us on Instagram at NoTangents. We would love it if you would subscribe and maybe even consider leaving us a review, a highly complimentary one. Keep it going, no, don't stop it. Don't get the picture, then we crap it. With no emotion, what's the lie? We just lost in our thoughts.